0: The beginning of a prayer that works is knowing exactly what to pray about, identifying the prayer point. We modern day Christians know so little then we fill the world of knowledge with a lot of assumptions. A lot of them. Our assumptions are far bigger than our revelations. In fact even the revelations are not complete. We get a little light and we fill the rest up with culture, with assumptions and presumptuousness. Have you ever used to wonder read your scripture you see where the bible talks about daniel praying four times a day three times a day the disciples always were at the temple praying every six hours or so also jesus would disappear at dusk and you won't see him again until like the very first watch of the morning just I think three o'clock in the morning you wonder what they say to God you know you wonder what takes so long so they take you they say God is simple you just come and say thank you Jesus forgive, forgive me and meet my needs and that's it and you say what what do they pray about Yeah, exactly what I was saying see the things that puts us in trouble are the things we think we know. The things that we assume that we know. The things that we said we've understood. Those are the things that put us in trouble. The biggest task of prayer is knowing what to pray about. And so, that's what brings us to God's presence. And with tarry and wait praying prayers of repentance praying prayers of consecration praying prayers against the distractions stealing the minds listen your passion about your problem is not the prayer point the pain that you're feeling concerning the issue, as credible as that is, is not the prayer point. The details that you know about the situation, the mere, the sheer volume of statistics and data about the issue that you know as wonderful as they may sound and impressive and 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 self-reflective as they may be they are not the prayer point the first thing that happens when prayer is about just that is that god likes the candle inside you connecting you to the root cause or root causes of the issues then the prayer begins can I be honest with you that identify what to pray about is actually what takes time God just needs your concurrence on the real Prayer point and the real issues. He doesn't need you to convince him to bless you. No. Asking God for the for the request itself doesn't take time. Travelling spiritually in God's presence, being escorted by the power of His loving and Powerful Holy Spirit to bring us to the place of recognition, real recognition of the cause, the root cause of the matter, and then framing the, in, the miraculous, miraculous intentions and seeing. With the eyes of the spirit, in the imagination, the answer, so that we can pray the answer, not the problem. Now, we have traveled far away from the data. We have traveled far away from the data. We now have a face to the issue or issues, and then. We now frame the intention, and after framing the intention, we travel by imagination, by the Holy Spirit, to the outcome of the matter. Because it is the outcome that is the anchor, the hope, that enters within the veil. And then that begins to worship and praise God. It is the outcome it is not even the request as precious as the request is that we have identified what the real cause of the issues are we have identified them but still that's not the treasure it is only the 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 the, the instrument and the tool by which we travel to the real treasure which is the answer understood clearly by the imagination? Because, see, discovering all of this, uh, uh, the request itself, is the journey of faith, that is the labor to enter into rest on the issue. Finding the request holding it in your hands is actually the shortest period of time that you will spend because to tell God to bless you is not even a conversation it's not a conversation it is so lame but it still needed to be had after you have stated the request clearly in your consciousness then the Holy Spirit will work with you in the place of prayer as you are praying and frame in your imagination the answer. You will see it clearly in your imagination, the outcome of that situation. Once you get the outcome of that situation, you you continue them with worship and praise and thanksgiving, thanking God and living in the answer that is why the ancients were distinguished. Grace does not shorten the time for prayer. It only increases the depth of it and removes manual labor from it. The time it takes to steal the soul of man which is in itself one of the greatest storms in the world what is happening in your soul if they were to pour it out and melt it into water it will feel a giant pool there is so much there going on there and the outcomes that actually that we get that brings us to the place of prayer were framed by those dysfunctions so I'm going to get deeper and I don't want you to think that I'm not compassionate. I am. When you come to God, let's say there's disturbance in your marriage and you come to God, you've been married for seven years. The question is this. Seven years ago, you were a child of God. You were born again full of the Holy Ghost. Did you ask him before you married this person? No, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just trying to make a point. No, you didn't, because you were scared of the answer. You probably knew in your heart that you weren't supposed to do it, but you did it anyway, because the pressure, the pressure of the circumstances and the pragmatism of, of the period drowned out the voice of God. In your heart and you made that decision and you're here seven years uh, seven years later there's a storm in that marriage there's a storm in every marriage so that's what i'm saying i'm not judging anybody don't think that every marriage that has a storm there must not have been the will of god no 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 don't don't travel too far from my voice i am just simply talking about some of the issues sometimes when we come to god simply expecting him to wave his hands and in an act of power, he raised the issues. Seven years ago there was an issue of trust in God. Seven years later, there's a storm in the marriage. Decision for who whose decision for, for whose was made in the time we didn't trust. That is how many. Well, let me, I think it's which I should have used, okay? Seven years ago, we didn't trust God enough to ask Him before getting into something. Seven years later, there's storming that day. Now, the lack of trust seven years ago has given rise to a resort seven years later. And we still haven't overcome the problem because we still have to travel seven years and find the route. Of that lack of trust And can I be honest with you It's now simple the way I'm talking about it But for the person who has stormed In their relationship or in their business They can't even remember That seven years ago they didn't ask God Before they started it Do you get what I mean? Now that journey To come to that recognition To say my problem is that I do not really trust God Now for God to fix that Teach me how to trust you can be a prayer point that solves the storms in the marriage, solves the storms in the business. But you would never, at the beginning of seeking God for that problem, you would never have thought that the prayer request is trust. You wouldn't know how. Because that seven years ago, there were so many things that came into that decision. But it wasn't even a matter of just whether God or whatever it was the one of the least a uh, uh, part of the decision-making all of that slums gathered together all of that consciousness residing inside of you that's why your soul is a place of of depth God sees everything but he wants you to see it too and it takes time for him to bring you there so the problem is not just this and the absence of this, the presence of these in my life, the problem, because I don't want to mention any, any specific problems, but, you know, it is not just that simple. So, that process to come to recognition is the longest that happens in prayer. Paul, Romans chapter 8, he says, Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what to pray for. We don't know it. We don't know what to pray for. Yeah, you think, but I have a problem I right? you. Know, no, no, that you have a problem. It does not make you competent to pray. It is not a pre-qualification for prayer. It just necessitates prayer. It doesn't dictate prayer. No, it doesn't. At all. And that is the mistake we're making. We're praying our problems. Or we're praying about our problems. We're not really praying the request. And we say we've been praying for seven years. But we never wait. We even write a prayer point now. Father, whatever is stopping me, stop it. Is that a prayer point? No, it's not. Because whatever is stopping you might be right inside of you. It might not even be a public thing or an external thing what needs to happen is surgery or before surgery they've got to diagnose you and to tell you what it is that is wrong because you will go into a deep sleep and God will work <laughs> you will go into a deep sleep you will go into rest and God will work inside of you and remove that stuff as you worship and praising in a place of rest, living in the answer. God is the surgeon who's gonna show you the picture of your healing before you go under the knife. And that picture of your healing is what puts you to sleep, to be at rest. You're looking at that picture. You're worshiping and praising him around that picture. And as you do that, The great surgeon goes to work inside of you and reconstructs things, restores things in the root of the matter, the causes of your traumas, your abandonment issues that actually give rise to the lack of trust to even just ask God, is this the man or is this the woman for me? Seven years ago, the abandonment issue that is there in your subconscious, so you had no idea was there. that That is making you to make decisions like that be clouded, like a person under an influence of a drug that they don't even know they've taken. They say, Bros, you're drunk. You say, No, I'm not drunk. I'm fine. God says, Baby, you are drunk. You say, No, I'm not i'm in my right senses in my right mind god says okay we'll show you you gotta know that in love you gotta know what i'm going to do for you so take you through the journey and you come with you and then you understand abandonment issues and the prayer of god why is there a storm in my marriage you find yourself saying father i forgive my father Father, I forgive my father. The prayer that you thought was just you coming to say, God, let my marriage have peace. The real request is the forgiveness of someone who abandoned you years ago when you were five years old. Now you're 45 or 35. You've traveled for 30 years with that stuff and you had no idea it was there. And it was making decisions for you. But now you've come to God. God has brought you through a journey in his presence to recognize the root issue, the root cause. And now you pray that prayer of forgiveness and then God plants a picture of what your marriage will be like today. And you go into a rest, into a period of rest. No more fighting at home, no more complaining about anything. You're in a place of rest now. And while you're doing that, you're in the place of sleep. Prison worship is the tranquilizer, the anesthetics that a great surgeon gives to his children. And it is in that that he works. His best work is done in that place. Darkness and of rest. It is the evening and the morning. And one day you wake up, no more pain. Your husband does what he used to do, or does something close to you, no more trigger in your spirit. You respond with kindness. Or your wife does something you used to do and that she used to do, then no more reaction from anger again. You open your eyes and you see something you've been missing. And then the bliss begins the bliss begins. May God fill us with the knowledge of his will through our wisdom and spiritual understanding. May he show us his ways, how he works, because those are the prayers of repentance, consecration, sanctification. We'll begin to pray first when we want to approach God concerning a matter. Let's not come just brandishing showing him our knowledge of Greek and Hebrew and telling him, okay, so he said, I will lend to nations that will not borrow. I will rule over nations, they won't rule over me. So pay my debt Father, now in Jesus' name. Oh boy, you think that it was a light matter that you are in debt now? You think it is just a simple matter of economics? You think it's because you were born into a poor home that like you are owing so much money? You think that's the issue? You think it's because you don't yet qualify, you don't have your one certification, that's why your job is, you know, you've you not been able to move up the ladder, and then if you moved up the ladder faster, you would have not needed to borrow. Really? You've not seen people who are earning 50 times older so than you're earning and in still student problems, you right? You think, it is just a matter of you owing somebody, and that thing just needs to be paid. You don't know that how your finances is, is actually the shape of your subconscious, and you think that God doesn't want to take you in there. You're the one making all decisions. He wants to train you. You're the chief executive of your life. Your chairman is calling you in. He wants to train you so you can make wiser decisions. And it's not just a matter of reading a book about financial wisdom. It's not because you don't know you need to save. There's nobody I've met who doesn't know they need to save. Who doesn't know that they need to spend less than they earn? That's that's basic. That is not what the problem is. There's an issue inside of you that needs to be fixed. Perhaps you're just too compelled by a strong, strong, Grown desire to to look in a certain way. Now that's not even the problem. Why? That's the problem. The root cause of that stuff why is the problem. And that's where God takes us to. Everything, every mountain is within and that's why you can come to pray about your enemies without them persecuting you. God will lead you to the issue within that made you vulnerable to their persecution. It, 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 that, that's how God works. God doesn't do all that quick fix, with cosmetic. Let's go. That's not God. He's first of all, he's, he, he doesn't feel when it works inside people. He's not a surgeon that is afraid to do a surgery. None. He made every single cell in every single body. This world, he knows everywhere. Nothing in creation, not even hell, can refuse him entrance. All access to everywhere, at all times, to all levels, to all minute degrees. That's a God we serve. So he's not afraid to do the work he needs to do in you to get you to the place where. You can walk in victory. Father, simplify yourself to our consciousness. Cause us to be wise, to follow you. Give us peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. Femi Jacobs. Christ Cafe.